My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 37. And also, happy Friday the 13th. Yes. So typically we only count our Monday episodes towards our episode count, like our hype mm-hmm. episodes. We don't actually count into like, our, this is episode whatever. Exactly. But this one will count towards our episode. So yes. welcome to episode 37. Our first Friday the 13th. Yes. Which we'll be doing all of them eventually. So guess what we're talking about? Friday the 13th, 1980. <laughs> uh, yeah, the OG 1980. And we will every Friday the 13th from here until we stop doing this podcast, hopefully when we're in our 80s. Yeah. We will do a Friday the 13th. So we'll mm-hmm. just go down the line. Friday exactly. the 13th, chapter two, chapter three. Eventually yeah. we'll get to uh, Jason Takes Manhattan and all those <laughs> fucking movies. Jason that X I ha- and all of that jazz. Isn't there one of like year. Jason Goes to Space or whatever? Yeah. Jason okay. X, right? I don't even remember. I've seen them all. Do not remember. There's some Friday the 13th purists that are coming for us. I know, right? I'm going to get an email. (laughs) You stupid bitches. I'm not going (laughs) to listen to you anymore because you don't know every single... You should have all 1 through 37th Friday the 13th movie memorized. (laughs) I don't. Actually, spoiler alert to what's getting. uh, They're not my favorite. Yeah, no. I mean, okay. I like them. Mm -hmm. I watch them every October. You know, it's Mm -hmm. in my rotation. But as far as slashers go, it's not my favorite. Exactly. It definitely feels like fall. Like when I started yes. it, it, I felt that. It was great. But yeah. I think I've, I've seen all of them, but like one time I do not remember. Yeah. The kills are some are fun. Like slashers are always fun. 100%. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like it's hard to not like a slasher because it's not yeah. like I don't like Friday the 13th, but if I'm putting it up against other ones in the sh- same genre, it's it, not yeah. one of my favorites. Jason, it, like... For example, I want like a horror at least half sleeve of tattoos and he didn't make the cut. So (laughs) not one of my favorites, but still a fun movie and I still really like it and appreciate it. And yeah, the kills are great. The gore is good. So Mm -hmm. especially for this being one of the first, because even like Nightmare on Elm Street came after this, but Texas Chainsaw came before. So we kind of like Halloween came before this. Jason was kind of one of those. I don't know. I want to... I think he's more iconic than oh, uh, just as far as like the look of him than everything. even mm-hmm. I know Michael Myers is like way up there in mm-hmm. notoriety, but I, th- I kind of think Jake, Jason takes the, the cake on that yeah, one. I agree. So I will keep the walkthrough a little more brief because I feel like as horror fans, if I do a fucking 45 minute walkthrough on Friday the 13th, everybody's going to be like, yes, we know we've yeah. been there a million times. Yeah. This is like basic horror that everyone yes. has seen. Yeah. yeah. But it does open on Camp Crystal Lake, 1958. I wonder, this is sidetracked. What's sidetracked? Uh, what do you wonder? Is Camp Crystal Lake a place that you can stay at right now? Because I feel like tourism would be a big deal. So this is, was actually filmed at a real camp in New Jersey. It's still in operation, and they actually have a wall dedicated to Friday the 13th. When you say still in operation, is that for, like, horror fans, or is it actually a children's no, camp? this is actually a Boy Scout camp. Whoa. And in order for them to be able to use this camp, they had to make a huge donation to the Boy Scouts of America. That's the only way they could use this. But this is still in working order for the Boy Scouts of America in New so Jersey. So you're telling me, unless I'm a Boy Scout, I can't go stay there. I'm sure that the little horror area is probably at, like, their main little center. So you pr- could probably drive up and visit it, but you couldn't, like, stay. But and I you'd want... probably only be able to visit when Boy Scouts aren't there. That's Make a fair. huge donation. Maybe they'll let you stay. You can have 350. <laughs> 350. <laughs> 350. <laughs> That's all I got. I would love, because you can stay at the, like, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the barbecue joint. 
Yeah. But you can't obviously stay in the home. But there's some big missed opportunities here because, like, if I, like, the Conjuring house and the Amityville house, if I bought that, I would be like, we're turning this shit into a museum. Because, no offense, but I think as horror fans, we're like, give me all the spooky, creepy, haunted shit. Like, if it's iconic or it's been filmed or whatever, we you can have all our money. Mm -hmm. So, I would turn, I'm sure the Boy Scouts make good use of it. But, (laughs) if they ever wanted to make money, I don't know morally how they would feel about that, but, like... Maybe every weekend that there's a Friday the 13th, open it up. <gasps> yes. I'm a genius. Oh, my God. <laughs> Business plan. We need to tell them. Call the Boy Scouts of America right now. <laughs> I want to cut. Stop selling the peanuts. This is what you need to do. I thought it was popcorn. I think, don't they sell peanuts too? They don't, it's not cookies, and that's all we care about. <laughs> <laughs> the Girl Scouts got them beat on that. I want 13% of this venture. Exactly. And you can I have the some. 13%. It'll just job. go back to our, all of the fucking movie tickets we buy, so. Fucking true, man. I have to budget for that shit now, dude. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess I don't have to buy on the Blu-rays. Sometimes these are hard to find on streaming services. Yeah, definitely. So I do go buy the Blu-rays. Granted, I buy most of them used at Entertain Mart or Movie Trading Company, depending on. That. But, I mean, it's a, uh, Yeah, especially expensive. like July. July was expensive. We had so many movies Yes, to go July see. was expensive. And that was when Ryan, he's been listening to us for a while, and mm-hmm. he like, Emails us and talks to us all the time. Called us the horror martyrs. <laughs> I love that. Because we saw that garbage of a movie, Annabelle. Yeah, that was some BS. Yeah. Love that. Anyways, you can listen to that episode a couple months ago, but yeah. we're talking about Friday the 13th. So Camp Crystal Lake, before I went off on the Boy Scouts of America <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake tangent there, this is uh, set in 1958. And it opens with these kids. They're like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I wouldn't say they were even really in their 20s yet. It seems like they're, like, fresh out of high school, maybe 17, yeah, 18, exactly. maybe, maybe 19. summer vacation from high school. Exactly. Yeah. They're singing around a campfire. And then what I really like about this movie, and it's not unique to Friday the 13th, and this wasn't even the first one, but I really like when point-of-view shots are done in these, like, old killer movies. Yes. That, the like, creeping up. you don't up. know who's killing them until the end yes. is the best. But you get to see it through the killer's mm-hmm. eyes, too. I really like those POV shots when they're done well. I know the Evil Dead did this a little bit after. I mean, there are just, mm-hmm. you know, some interesting shots. In this movie as a whole, I liked some of the, the shots and the cinematography. Yeah, But also, definitely. it's a really dark movie. Really dark. Yeah. I actually had to turn the contrast on my TV up just a little really? bit. Yeah, just a little bit. And in this point of view shot, it kind of takes you through the camp and there are, you see someone walk into a cabin where these kids are sleeping and look around at them, but it doesn't seem interested in the children. Yeah. It just passes them right over. And then you get the, yeah, <laughs> you get the first, and that, you know, that, that is every killer has a theme song or a sound and mm-hmm. this is very much, I, you, Jason's, if you will, even though it's even though he's not, he's not Jason, the killer in this one, exactly. right? Yeah, and these counselors are singing, and it there's it sounds like they're singing like religious songs when it's they're by the fire. It's a campfire song. Yeah, yeah. It sounded like kumbaya in a way to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and uh, so it's kind of weird because these two run off together and they start doing icky stuff in the attic or like this little loft part of the cabin. Yeah, start like making out and undressing and stuff and then you get the, another point of view shot of the spooky person watching them and she actually whispers somebody's there and they button their shirts back up and the dude named barry is like we weren't doing anything <laughs> i have to wonder who he thinks he's talking to like i know yeah. you know that it's mrs Voorhees. yes but, but once you know after rewatching it you're like what who is she there yeah they're like uh, does this bitch just like walk around camp and make sure kids aren't fucking around she was the cook 
I don't even rewatching this. The yeah. only way I found that out was through the trivia. So I must have missed it somewhere because people knew that. Well, she mentions it when she's actually at the end when she is telling her story of how Jason died. Okay. She okay. mentions it to. Okay. So yeah. that's how he knows her then. Okay, that makes right. more sense. That guy was actually just like a crew member mm-hmm. that they threw on screen real quick to do that. And he's the first person that's ever been killed in a Friday the 13th movie. I would take that trophy to my grave. Right? Exactly. I would love to be an extra in any horror movie, even if it was like a D movie. Yes. I would be like, wait, wait, sit down, sit down. Watch. That's me. That's me. That's me. Oh, I'm dead. You see that, bitch? She got <laughs> impaled. That was me. <laughs> I just want to get killed. I don't want to have any substance in anything. I don't want to be a character people are attached to. I want to be in the kill count that is not even credited on IMDb or like first girl to get killed. Amanda Lee. That was me. Exactly. That's all I want. (laughs) And since Barry fucking lied about fucking around, he got stabbed. Fucking liar. (laughs) The moral to this story is don't fuck and don't lie about fucking. True. Yeah. Very, very true. Don't just don't do it. And that's like most slashers, but yeah, yeah, definitely in Friday the 13th. Well, and that seems, to, especially even with like the remakes and yes. uh, it's definitely like. Like it's all about sex in Friday the 13th. Yeah. The other ones you can get away with other stuff. Like right. Halloween is, it's mostly about him tracing a family member and if there's people having sex along the way, but. Well, there has to be. Definitely about sex. You gotta get, gotta get the people what they want and what they want <laughs> is doobies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, this is coming off of, like, the, you know, Friday 13th, the 60s, 70s, kind of that, like, yeah, free love, definitely. like, the body isn't really that big of a deal, and then for some reason it turned into a big deal again, and now it's kind of going back the other direction. Very true. Yeah. But what I'm glad we're not doing anymore is using nudity as substance. I don't mind if it's in a movie, because that's just showing the human form, and sometimes you're naked, and then yeah, it's just absolutely. unfortunate. Exactly. Like, in the shower, or what, mm-hmm. or even, even if you're, like, laying in bed or whatever, or with your partner, yeah. like, whatever, but Or, it's... like, Evil Dead, when she's just, like, taking her shirt off, but they don't really show a big yeah. deal out of it. I like that. It's just when nudity is used as a device to keep it interesting, as a real cheap cop-out, but that's exactly. not necessarily what these movies do. It's kind of like, Friday the 13th, I feel like, are just, you don't really care about the characters. No. I mean, it, they're just there for kill count. Yes, absolutely. Uh, even the girl that, in the end makes it i don't really give a fuck about her mm-hmm. they they just yeah they try to do that with the first movie they try to make you care about yeah. them, but all the rest of them they're just like you don't even fucking care disposable disposable uh-huh. disposable it doesn't fucking matter and that's what i in my opinion that's kind of what i like about friday the 13th because in halloween you do care about laurie exactly and in i would say even in nightmare on elm street you care about these characters to an extent yeah maybe well, a less... couple movies and then oh right right yeah but just the original you, you kind of care about yeah. what they're doing and her trying to convince not you know not sleep yeah. and convince all these people that this is what's going on but this one I, what i like about it is that you don't really have to get to invest if you just want to watch a movie about people getting killed to get Friday your gore fix you don't really have to invest much or in it or Texas Chainsaw Massacre or that there's just so much screaming in that one <laughs> like there's a lot of screaming in this one too but god yeah. damn between the of the chainsaw and the mm-hmm. I just that's hard to watch for me like a lot. I, I enjoy yeah. it, I, but I have to prepare for it. Exactly. I'm like, oh, damn, you have to really be exhausting. in the mood to watch it. But Friday the 13th doesn't exhaust me. No. And I honestly don't know, because I know they did it Friday the 13th in 3D. They redid it in 3D. Yes. They it, did three. Like, three of everything. Jaws 3, 
Friday the yeah. 13th 3. Everything that came out in 3s, they tried to do in 3D. It was interesting, though, because the logo before the opening credits, it looks like it wants to be 3D. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like it's almost like yeah. that 80s, like, word art, you know, yeah, when they got word exactly. art. It reminded me of. And it comes up, and then this young woman named Annie is walking to Crystal Lake, and she's walking through this local area. Cute-ass town, dude. Yeah, super cute. cute. And they're all pretty nice, except for Crazy Ralph. <laughs> but the locals call it Camp Blood. And even the non-crazy ones are like, hmm... That shit's Mm -hmm. cursed. I would listen to the local people over everyone because, like, there's a reason they don't fucking go there. Kind of like in Blair Witch. Listen to those people. Exactly. Camp Blood was actually the original title for this, and they didn't say Friday the 13th for basically the whole movie until Sean Cunningham. So we have Sean S. Cunningham. He's our director that I love. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. And he did this. You know, we should have said that in the beginning. Oh, well. Uh, Sean S. Cunningham made them. He's like, if we're going to name it Friday the 13th we've got to have someone fucking say it so Mrs. Voorhees says it at the, the end there's okay. a cop that says it's Friday oh, that's the 13th right, that's and right. a full moon and that was their that's little right. throw in to make sure that yeah. they could do it. and the then name. like I don't know about everyone else but we like Friday the 13th we fucking bring creepy ass cupcakes to work that have blood oh, splatter yes. on it it's a fucking holiday it's so much fun I wear to work you can't really see it, but I wear my Friday the yes. 13th shirt with my blazer buttoned over it so you can't really see like, it but it's there wear. exactly yep. it's great Friday the 13th is so much fun. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because in the beginning I was like, yeah, it's not one of my favorites. But then when you really just, you're like, I just want to watch a slasher. Exactly. It's fun. Yeah. There were just a few times where you get kind of bored of the cat and mouse after Mm -hmm. so long. But really there was only about 15 minutes where I was like, okay, we're getting to Mrs. Voorhees coming to the final, you know, scene or the third act, if you will, to the end of this movie. And so you're like, I know it's coming, so I'm ready to get there. But there's still, you know, bodies to find and people still to to wipe out. So that's my only little complaint. And it's not a big one. It's just I watched so much horror. I was like, okay, let's go. You know, that's not on the movie. That's more on Mm -hmm. what we do. Speaking of the local crazy man, back to that. His name is Ralph and he tells her she'll never come back because Camp Blood has a death curse. So Annie is going to cook for kids. That's why she's going there. And the camp will be used mostly for inner city kids, she says. And the man tells her to quit her job there because Camp Crystal Lake is jinxed. So by man, uh, basically a guy agrees to take her into the camp. Because yeah. she's basically just hitchhiking. And Fucking fa- 70s and 80s. Why are you people hitchhiking? This is why you die right here. This and it, they probably died a lot it's just didn't get we don't have they didn't have the internet to like circulate those scare tactic stories you know i'm not saying it's a tactic because it's not true yes but that was a huge means of transportation there yeah so i i could never i I have picked up a hitchhiker one time dude by yourself yeah why because she was a little old lady and it was like i'm from texas and it was like 107 degrees okay but what if that little old lady killed you she had on her sunday hat (laughs) what (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. I didn't die. She was fine. She was grateful. She had just missed her bus from church. <laughs> she had with her Sunday hat. With her Sunday hat that had a birdcage on it. And she was in like her little tiny stumpy heels. And the, uh, like, it was like a lavender, like, jacket and like skirt that went to her knees. I was like, she has got to be burning up. It wasn't like she was intentionally hitchhiking. She was just walking. And then I was like, do you want to ride in the AC? And she was like, bless your heart, honey, because we're from Texas and that's what we say. <laughs> and it was like 20 minutes and it was no big deal. Well, then you're both lucky to have each other. My mother, however, but... 
she has had she's really bad about it i get it from her like the bleeding heart thing she has picked up a hitchhiker before and gotten like her debit card stolen and had to like pay to put her up put this woman up not same woman but she paid to put this woman up in a hotel because she was walking in the rain because her abusive boyfriend kicked her out so my mom's been out some money but she's a good person so (laughs) hopefully that karma comes back to her oh i'm sure it will but she has not been murdered she's got that going for her but i don't think she'll do it anymore why like, because she knows Pick stuff up. now? Or? Yeah. Well, I think like, that one... Why would she do it before, but not now? Well, the woman that stole her debit card, she actually, like, pulled into a Sonic to feed her. And then while my mom was, like, getting her card out, my mom had multiple cards while she was, like, paying to feed her. But she, she was an addict and she had issues, but she, my mom had to shut down a bunch of accounts. So now instead of giving out money and rides, she goes to all the homeless people in Dallas that she's known for like 20 years and she gives them all gift cards for Christmas. I know. Why does she know so many homeless people? Well, she's been working in Dallas for like... Does she just like wander the streets and well, find them? The, the, a lot of the homeless people... <laughs> A, a huge tangent a lot of the homeless people in big cities especially because my mom has been working in dallas like downtown or in the city yeah for i yeah honestly like 30 something years if not more and some of them just have never really gotten it together or panhandling is really lucrative and they make more money doing that but she's the same people have been on the same streets for years and years and years. And so she knows not to give them money anymore because nothing's going to change. But she will still give them, like, Whataburger gift cards and, and just, like, for fast food places and some gas stations and some truck stops so they can, like, get a shower and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. Your mom's a good person. Yeah, she is. She'd Hopefully cool. she doesn't die. I agree. <laughs> I agree. For both her and me, I think kindness will kill us. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Or my aversion to confrontation. That one. That's going to be the one yep. right there. But this man's telling her to quit her job, and he tells her about this boy that drowned in 1957, and then the two teenagers that were stabbed in 1958. And then he fucking doesn't even take her all the way into the camp. Maybe it's because he's so scared of it, he just won't go to the entrance. But he fucking drops her off in front of a cemetery. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean... So she's got to keep walking. Why? It's a safe ass place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there, you see these other teenagers driving in. There's, like, this hoedown music, and they're talking about kissing girls and sex. Like, it, it, it's, it's pretty, like, in your it's face Kevin the whole Bacon. time. It Yay. is Kevin Bacon. And they, of course, pull into Camp Crystal Lake, and you see that it was established in 1935, uh, which I'm assuming if that is actually what it's called, that is also when it actually was established. Unless they renamed it for the movie so nobody would know. The camp that they filmed at is not called Camp Crystal Lake. That's what I was wondering. There is a camp called Crystal Camp Crystal Lake, and I know this because this is kind of cool. My mom, when she had me, she was in a job where they uh, did screen printing on sweatshirts and stuff. So when you see those designs on t-shirts, my mom was in a business where that's what they did. Yeah. And one of the screen printing that they did was actually for new people that were going to go to this camp, and it was Camp Crystal Lake on it. I would have accidentally misprinted one just to keep the shirt. (laughs) Right? Exactly. (laughs) But no, this one had a... I did not write it down, honestly, because I knew I couldn't say it, but it was like, no bokin joking or so it was like this no long <laughs> it was like a foot long and oh my god i don't even know i didn't write it down but this has its own name it's not camp crystal lake i have another idea i'm ready okay what if what we we have a lot of land opportunity out here yeah. in the mountains so what if we create this camp if anybody steals this idea i swear to god i'm coming for you and maybe it already exists but i think i'm smart what if we Build a camp, a replica of Camp Crystal Lake, if you will. And even if by copyright we can't use it, we'll make it like Crystal with a K or something stupid like that. 
and we just recreate this camp and then we have all of these different horror activities and like grown ass adult horror fans can come for like a weekend and experience all the creepy shit they want oh my fucking god i want to sign up and go to that fucking camp We'll get artifacts. We'll be like a little horror museum. We'll collect things. We'll have movie Dude. screenings. We could play like killer and victim. But then you know what's going to happen? Somebody's actually going to be a killer and we're going to think it's all fun and games. And I just wrote a movie. The same movie you've seen a bunch of times. But. Dude. You might have to cut that out because I'm so genius. Somebody might steal it. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a mood. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's just a, it's a fun movie. So we're having a lot of fun talking about it. And exactly. I just, it, it just gets that, I, this is going to sound stupid, but that like primal love of horror just pulled yes. out of you because it is just, I feel like that's what slashers do. I agree. Well, like this year, you know, we're in September and so we're almost towards the end of the year and all the movies that, well, most of the movies that we saw, like up until like. I don't know, I'd say July, I was like, man, I'm really enjoying more of just like the let's kill them than I am the supernatural yes, this year. Exactly. Uh, and there were some combinations of that, but man, I just had a lot of fun with like uh, Child's Play, for example. Child's Play was so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Because Us. it was just like a fuck them all up mm -hmm. it, it, you know there was some story to it of course and some motive there on both us mm -hmm. and child's play but it, a lot of it was just killing people and a gruesome death and so it was fun yes. and that's that's what i love it was a good year for like the slasher subgenres. i feel like and I it agree. was a lot of fun so they pull up to the camp and there's this shirtless dude that's kind of the head honcho removing a tree stump and immediately he's like do this do this do this and they're like okay <laughs> and they're also introduced to a girl named alice and alice is the girl that ends up making it to the end she's, she's our final the, girl she's the token innocent yeah. in this this is one of those ones that plays on like cabin in the woods stereotypes for mm -hmm. example but the interesting thing and i looked at trivia about this and someone commented on it also is she's not you see her, I don't remember if it's drinking or smoking weed, but she does one of them. And also strip Monopoly. Yes, and right in the <laughs> beginning she's talking to the head honcho, and you can tell that there was something between them. Like maybe yes. one of these late nights when it was just the two of them in the camp, something went on. So it's like maybe she's not even virginal. So they, they did play with that a little bit, and she's still our final girl. So. And it's interesting because talking about Cabin in the Woods, we which we will talk about later, but they... Even in that, they were like, she's the virgin innocent. And mm -hmm. they were like, she's not a virgin. And they're like, well, we're getting as close as we can nowadays. Yeah, it's you like know, she's the, as close as I could. Right, exactly. So we are induced to her and the head honcho boy is hitting on her and like begging her to stay longer. And she's like, eh, I don't know, whatever. I called him mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly, uh, it's hard to get everybody's names and they're so disposable that I didn't really care, to be honest with you. Personally, I would have called him porn stash because i don't know the shirtless and then the tie around the neck that's and true the mustache i'm like are we in a porno right now because i don't know kind of feels like it mustache. <laughs> mustache and of course he asks her to stay until friday yes the 13th yes exactly <laughs> Then this spooky music starts and there's a point of view shot as Alice is walking around checking on the status of everything that they're working on because everyone's kind of has a role here. There are several kids or young adults or whatever you want to call them fixing up camp because it's the first time in years from what it looks like that it's actually being used for a camp. Yeah, so they got a lot of work to do. Exactly. And all these bitches are so sexual and it's annoying, but I get that that's the shtick. Yeah, you know, exactly. that's the theme, I guess, is mm -hmm. these are just a bunch of rambunctious kids that are all getting killed for no reason. Yeah. Unfortunately for them. 
And then I just made a note of this. It's not really important to the story that much, but the, one of the guys shoots and there's a girl working on the archery. So she's putting the targets mm-hmm. up and everything. And he shoots an arrow at her and he's like, she gets mad and he's like, you're beautiful when you're mad. And she's just like, ha, 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 oh, you. And I I'm know, like, right? He, he could have killed, killed you. you. That was Tom Savini, by the way, who did that shot. Oh, really? Yes. Who does all the visual effects in every great horror movie. Tom Savini. Well, he could have fucking killed her and she was just like, ha, ha, ha. I know. Cute. You call a bitch beautiful, and you can do whatever you want, apparently. Obviously. That's the uh, that's what we're told when we're young, little girls. That's that true. People can get away with anything as long as they call us beautiful. As long as they're Prince Charming. <laughs> so then we cut back to our little hitchhiker who hasn't quite made it. And she never makes it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. So fucking dark. <laughs> well, she doesn't. You're right. Because she, she is still hitchhiking. And she should have learned from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which she probably saw, that you don't do that because they picked up a bad hitchhiker. That's a good point. Yeah. Should pay attention. People should. It's like horror movies don't exist in these worlds. No, they don't unless they outright say, this is like a movie. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. So the person picking her up, you don't actually see this person's face and it just shows you their point of view. So you can assume because really the only point of view shots we've gotten are the killer's point of view shots. And... (laughs) it's not funny at all but (laughs) she's sitting in the car with this person and it keeps speeding up and speeding up and speeding up and she bails out of the moving car (laughs) and then she is running through the woods and we get this again cat and mouse and then we get some point of view shots here and the music is so classic slasher it's so good i've been getting so into music since we started like horror sound mixing in general since we started this podcast but she gets her throat cut, and it's a good one. None of the kills in this, in my opinion, were, like, che- like cheesy, maybe campy in a way, but they weren't, like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, that's so fake. I was like, yes. No, they were good. Like, okay, yes, when it cuts, like, her acting is a little bad. But it's A little bad, campy. but it's still good. Exactly. It's like the whole, like, I know campy doesn't mean, like, camp. Like Crystal yeah, Lake, but like you love how bad it's it is. like too extra, yeah, yes. exactly. And so I love it because like she and it doesn't even start bleeding at first; it like cuts yes. across, and then you get the blood. And then she's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to do. I want to be in a shitty horror. Mo- if anybody's making a horror movie and you want a really like shitty dramatic death, the Exorcisters at gmail.com. Hit me up. <laughs> I want to be in it because that would be my dream part to play: either the bad guy or. This. Mm-hmm. The useless victim. Useless. Well, she she gets everything started yeah. here. Other than the ones having sex in the beginning. But for this group, she gets it all started. And then it cuts to the teen in their tiny little... Teens. Multiple teens. In their tiny little swimsuits setting up the docks. And the killer is watching them. And one of the girls thinks she kind of sees somebody off in the distance. She's like, what's that? And then Ned is being a dick and decides that it's funny to fake drown. He pulled a sandlot. He pulled a sandlot. I think this came before Sandlot, but he pulled a Sandlot and he faked drowning and she's performing CPR and he like wakes up and she's like, oh, Nettie. And I'm like, Nettie going back into the water. I'm drowning myself. (laughs) Hell no. That ain't cute. (laughs) And then there's like a snake that everyone has a meltdown about. That was a real snake though. That they killed? They, They killed on camera and it was some dude's pet who was crying off to the side. They didn't real. He didn't realize that they were gonna kill his pet. 
Bro. Dude, right? That's fucked up. I just decided I didn't like this movie or the I, director I anymore. I figured. I figured. Yeah. I'm one of those people that I... Do I want a spider or a snake crawling on me? Not particularly. But what I... Yeah. But I am also from Texas and we had a pond on our land when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I have seen quite a few snakes get their heads chopped off by shovels. But only the venomous ones. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you can justify. But I'm also just of the mindset, leave fucking nature alone. It was some dude's pet bull snake. And if I'm correct, I don't think bull snakes are venomous. No, they're not. So. Yeah, that's fucked Poor up. baby. Yeah. I would have sued for emotional distress. Right. And a new snake. Now that I couldn't verify that it was some dude's pet, so I'm pretty sure it was, but that could just be an urban legend. Yeah, that's so I true. That. I hope it wasn't. We're just gonna say it's not, so that I can continue to watch this movie. Kill. Which I kind of figured, yeah, because the Humane Society. I don't know when the actual date started to where they couldn't mm-hmm. harm anything, mm-hmm. but it was definitely after this. Because yeah. now you, in every credit, you get the. Humane Society of whatever was on set. No animals were harmed in the making of this film. Right. So we don't care about people. But as long as no animals were harmed, we're good. I'm the opposite. Mm, you could kill those people. I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> and while they're looking for the snake, it's like under something. So they all get down on the ground for some reason. I know You're they got to look idiots. under there. Like, but what if it is poisonous? And what if it's like under the bed all reared up ready to strike? Yeah. It's going to get you. And then a cop shows up and he says he's there looking for Ralph, which is the town crazy. And Ralph is actually hiding in like a pantry or like a closet. How did he get up there so fast and this woman is taking forever and she had two rides? I don't know. She got on the wrong, in the wrong (laughs) Jeep. I think it was a Jeep. Doesn't matter. But he's, Alice finds him before he leaves and he tells him they're all doomed. It kind of sets up this, so Ralph is the killer. He's crazy. Right. He's at the camp somewhere. He leaves, but does he really leave Mm -hmm. is kind of what they're getting at here. And there's this scene for them looking at and talking about the backup generator. So that becomes, you know, something that they just kind of throw in there about this backup generator. And one of the guys wanders off and thinks he sees someone in a cabin and goes to look. And I believe it's Ned that wanders off. And then it cuts to one of the couples walking around that same area and talking about her fear of storms as it starts to, you know, get cloudy. And And the killings get fast, at least. They do. We don't have much buildup that we have to deal with. Nope. And then this same couple gets back to one of the cabins and start taking their clothes off and uh, they do the dirty. (laughs) And then the other hoodlums want to play strip Monopoly. That seems like a really long drawn out strip game. A Monopoly is like two hours long. Mm -hmm. I agree. That play, play strip rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) Yes. Cut back to sex scene. There's boob. No. There's close up butt squeeze. (laughs) You see the little hairs on his butt and everything. It's... (laughs) HD butt squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Bacon. Oh, that was Kevin's ass, huh? What if it wasn't? What if it was like a stand-in butt? It probably wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, that early in his career, it was definitely his ass. It was definitely his ass. (laughs) Was it her actually squeezing from underneath him? Good point. We'll never know. I don't think there's an interview about that. If there was ever a QA, and a that's the kind of shit that I would ask, though. (laughs) Right. And uh, Ned is dead. On the top bunk with his throat slit. They don't even know. Which I have a question. Mm-hmm. Every bunk bed I've ever been to, like, as an adult, it it's eye level. Also. Ah, that's a good It's point. fucking eye level. That's a good point. If not, like, and I'm short, I'm like 5'3". It's not, like, if there was a person there, 
you could probably see them. Yes. But maybe if you're super distracted and all you can stare at is her body, but maybe. Especially from afar when you're walking in, you'd definitely exactly. be able to see that. Because they were like, he came in from across the room to her, who was on the bottom bunk. Or, but like I said, also... Especially back then, they were bad bunk beds. They right, bowed. they bowed down. You could see if there was a body up like there. Like weight up there. They don't care. Doesn't matter. Had sex. <laughs> but then we get this other cool kill, and there's one dude smoking in his bed, and you an arrow just goes Kevin right Bacon. through. That, oh, yeah, the one that just had sex. <laughs> yes. The one we just saw his butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. I was really distracted because... There were, like, a million people in my house when I watched this. So just to, like, paint a little picture, because I like thinking of how this was filmed. So underneath that bed, Kevin Bacon's head was up through it. And then they just had, like, a fake body on top of him and the fake neck. And Tom Savini... So there were three fucking people underneath this bed. So Kevin Bacon, Tom Savini's next to him. He's the one who puts the arrow up in. And then there's a third guy who's supposed to pump the blood. So there's three guys under there. And then the blood fucks up, and he actually had to blow through it to blow all the blood out because it was a one take and then they're done so he had to get it done and uh that's why it bubbles like that icky it wasn't supposed to but it's cool i was about to say it looked it more like because he's laying down so the blood's not gonna really shoot up yeah. it's it's gravity it's gonna stay kind of pulled up where the puncture wound comes through yes but the arrow goes right through his his throat yeah, and the mistake really worked for him i agree mm-hmm. i agree i re- that was my i think i don't know there are a lot of good kills in that one but that one sticks out Yes. In this movie, there's a lot. But yeah, that one sticks out. The killer is now sneaking in on the girl that just did the nasty. She don't even know that he (laughs) just got an arrow through the neck. And she is in the bathroom and she's wandering around because she hears something. And you can see the shadow of an axe raise. And then she turns and gets an axe in the face. To the face. Right to the face. (laughs) And Texas Chainsaw Massacre was good gore, but it was all pretty much a chainsaw. In this, you get so many different modes or, like, uh, utensils to kill people with. And it's not as bloody, interestingly enough, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, a lot of it is just implied. Like, when he puts her on the hook, you don't see what happened to her back. Like, you can guess. Right. But this, you see what happened to his neck. You see her get an axe to the fucking head. Yeah, they didn't shy away from that, Mm -mm. which is great. Yeah. Depending on who you ask. But if you ask us, it's great. Yes. I'm sure Tom Savini also agrees. Yeah. It's great. And then it cuts back to them playing Strip Monopoly. And one of the girls playing leaves because she thinks she left the window open to her cabin. And it has started, like, torrentially downpouring. Yeah. And then it cuts to a diner. And Steve, he's the mustache guy. Yes. He's the one in charge. (laughs) Yes. He actually had run out to do some errands. And he is caught at this diner in this really terrible storm. And it just kind of shows him talking to the waitress and cuts away. But the girl that left to close her window is getting ready to go to sleep in her bathroom. And she's brushing her hair and doing all that stuff. And she thinks that she sees someone in the shower. And then it cuts to Steve getting stranded in the rain and his car won't start conveniently. (laughs) And then a cop pulls up to him conveniently. And then it cuts back to the girl that was getting ready for bed. gets in bed to read a book. And then she hears somebody yell, help me over and over and so she goes out and gets flashlight and she's like, hello, please, somebody help me is all you hear. And she follows the yells for help to the archery course. And she flips on the lights. They basically just have these giant like football stadium lights yeah. to go on this archery course. And she screams. And then it cuts to Alice, who again is our innocent, if you will, 
playing guitar next to the fire in her cabin and she's alone. She's got like the nice ass cabin with the nice little fireplace because she's fucking yeah. Steve or was or maybe or not. maybe she's like the head counselor. Maybe. But also probably fucking Steve. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and this character Bill that, I mean, he's been around. I just, I'm bad with like catching all these fucking characters names because there's a fuck ton of them. Well, I mean, honestly, they're there as fodder anyway. So I'm exactly. not a huge deal. But Alice tells Bill she thinks she hears Brenda scream and saw the lights go on at the archery range. And then Alice goes to investigate to see if Brenda's in her cabin and just kind of see what's going on. And Bill wants to go check the backup generator. And she, Alice also is like, I want to fucking leave. So she finds the bloody axe. Yeah. And that's when she's like, I want to fucking leave. Like just laying in a bed. It's like so melodramatic. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, though, if I was ever a spirit capable of haunting someone or a killer that had the upper hand all the time, which all these killers do most of the time, true, I would probably do shit like that. Like, I would hate it if somebody did it to me. But if, if that's really what you're getting your rocks off on or what is fun for you, I, have, I, I would Freak haunt the out. shit out of people. Yeah, yeah, I would, like, have the longest, scariest buildup. Just move shit around, rant. I'd be one of those shitty cliche horror movies with like those stupid I'm just little jump scares. Trying to picture Mrs. Voorhees. Sorry, I'm sure everyone's seen it. I'm just trying to picture Mrs. Voorhees like in her trench or whatever the fuck she's in, walking through and laying it in the bed nicely and putting the covers over it. Like seriously, you're so melodramatic. Just great. Go kill him. Okay. Uh, the woman that lost her child's gonna send a fucking message <laughs> to the counselors that had nothing to do with it. That she's then just gonna kill. Like. I- just kill them. I don't get it. Scare them first and then kill them. Make their last hours terrifying. Torture? Like, we could also do that. You could just tie them up and torture them. That would also be horrible. What if she doesn't have the stomach for torture? Hmm. But she can put an axe in someone's forehead? That's quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're doubling too big. There's a line. <laughs> so we lose power because it's a horror movie well, we and it's to. raining. We have to lose power. Yes. So Bill goes to look for the jack, jack up. Backup generators. Like I, <laughs> Bill's going to go get jacked up. Got it. Like I preemptively said he did, but my notes were not clear. So my bad. <laughs> and Bill leaves Alice in a cabin and she's like, I need to get some sleep. So after all this terror and finding a bloody axe, she's just like, yeah, I should probably nap. What the fuck? How? No. <laughs> How are you sleeping? But eventually Alice just finds him uh, fucking pinned up to a door. But she's like being so chill. She's like, I'm just going to pour some tea and it's not a big deal. She's just so chill wandering through until she finds his body. It's like, bitch, do you not? Are you then not scared at all? Then all of a sudden it's a problem. Oh <laughs> all your friends have disappeared. You found a bloody axe. You have no power. And now it's time for tea. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> So she runs and barricades herself in another cabin and she grabs a bat, which at least she tries. Like she mm-hmm. does shove everything she can find against that door and she grabs some sort of weapon. Like, you know, everyone's dead at this point and you're literally all alone in the middle of the woods. I would hope my body would just preemptively go into shock. Yeah, right? <laughs> just knock me out and then I won't know when they're killing me. But your adrenaline will take over and your body's like, nope, we're yeah, in survival mode exactly. now. And we're going to. Exactly. And a body gets thrown through the window. Okay, but. So, the body gets thrown through the window. She sits in front of another window. Maybe get away from the fucking window? Well, she, like, slinks down in terror. Like, slowly slinks down against this window. In front of a fucking window. Mrs. Voorhees has got to be the strongest bitch ever. Dude, right? That was a man's body she threw through. No, it wasn't. It was. What was? It was Tom Savini, but it was a woman, but Tom Savini was a stunt double. 
oh, threw I see. himself through it. So I kind of get the yeah. But yeah, it was. But it was still a full on woman, human being. Does she just at least one hundred and thirty, hundred and forty pounds that she just like. Like just like effortlessly, like right through that fucking window. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure she could probably grab you through the window. You should fucking move. Yeah. But she does like slink down and crawl around it, and then she hears a person and runs into Mrs. Voorhees. So she runs outside and she like runs to this woman who says she's a friend of the Christies, who I'm assuming own the camp. That's the head honcho guy. That's his last name. Got it. He's the son of the people that own it. Okay. So she says she's a friend of theirs. And Mm -hmm. so this poor, of course, I'd probably do this too. Like there's a sign of this sweet, like older lady. Yeah. Who's got like mom haircut and the whole bitch. She's in like a sweater. Yeah. She's like, you know, at that point it probably looks like fucking Mr. Rogers. Right. Yeah. Like run to the. Safety. Yes. Not sure why you're here in the middle of the woods, in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the night, but. Right. Sure. But your brain's probably just like human being with a car. Go. Yeah. And if I saw a body be thrown through a window, she would definitely not be my first assumption of, oh, that's the killer. True. But pretty quickly, she figures it out. She tells her her friends are dying, and Mrs. Voorhees is basically like, oh, well, you're probably just hysteric because of the storm. But then she sees the body, and she's like, oh, what a shame. (laughs) She's like, it's this place. They should have never reopened it. And then she tells the story of Jason drowning while the counselors weren't paying attention because they were making love. And she says Jason should have been watched. And she, this is when she says she was the cook. Oh, okay, okay. So I missed that. She gets a flashback of Jason yelling, help, mommy. And she says, she is Jason. I am Jason. She says she couldn't let them reopen the camp again. My sweet, innocent Jason, my only child. You let him drown. You didn't pay attention. Look what you did to him. And then she grabs a knife and starts swinging. Okay. I'm ready. So looking back on this now, I've mentioned in the past, I don't have kids. I have cats. And they are my family. Yeah. And there is a, I'm just going to say, a large home improvement chain out there that sells laminate flooring that looks like hardwood that is full of formaldehyde and it actually killed uh my mother had five cats that i had actually grown up with my whole life and it killed every single one of them from crazy like there were two that were only cancers found in dogs and they had it in cats and these weird diseases that that should only have as kittens but they died at like eight with these weird diseases and all of that is because of this hardwood flooring. So I kind of understand, even though the people who sold it, the people who understand what's going on, might not still be there, I could actually understand going after the camp on even existing. Yeah. Because that's some horrible fucking shit. Yeah. Well, and I think as a mother, like, I, this is also kind of going off on a tangent, but I'm the same way. I don't have kids. I have dogs. Mm-hmm. And I have had my pug, Izzy. I got her from a farm in Oklahoma that I didn't mean to have puppies, but there she was. And I wanted a pug so bad, but I am not into buying puppies for a thousand dollars because especially a pug, like really shouldn't even, they're not healthy to just exist. Yeah. And so I don't really want to perpetuate that, but I do love them as a breed. And so I got Izzy, my pug, and I've had her since she was six weeks old. I drove to this farm in Oklahoma and took her home and we have been inseparable ever since. Mm-hmm. And then we just got our pit bull and we got her at about the same age. Maybe she was like nine weeks old. Yeah. And we got her from a rescue here in town and they 
spayed her really early because they're a rescue and like they're busy and overwhelmed and yeah they, done. you're not supposed to spay dogs at like five six weeks old but they did and they messed her up for the rest of her life yeah. she's going to be incontinent pretty much forever mm-hmm. not severely she can still tell but she just like dribbles and sometimes pees in her sleep and that sucks and this is a rescue and they're doing what they should be doing yeah. but i'm still kind of like you fucked up my baby exactly and you messed her up for the rest of her life and on that note also we're in colorado springs and denver is just an hour north of us they have i believe still a breed ban Mm -hmm. on bully breeds quote unquote and they there is a documentary that what used to be on netflix of them going into these cities or in North America that had breed bans and taking people's dogs from them. I would go to fucking prison. That's what I was going to say. I, I would, would go to jail. a gun out on someone. You're yeah. really going to take my baby, my child right now? Uh-uh. Not going to happen. And some of them had had these dogs since they were mm-hmm. babies and they were like 10 or 11 years old Fuck at the that. end of their life. And they mm-hmm. just massively put a bunch of dogs down. And, uh, yeah, I would fucking go to prison. So when you think about it like that, it's not, yes, prob- Mrs. Voorhees has probably had some sort of separation from rea- reality. Yes, absolutely. Um, and is in some sort of grief-induced psychosis, I would assume. But when you look at it like that and you kind of take yourself out of, well, this is just a typical slasher, watch them kill everybody. It really is a sad situation. They killed her child. Yes. By negligence. Literally, counselors are supposed to be there to watch the yes. children. That's their job. And You're supposed to feel safe with your family there. Right. So, I mean, it's not a shock and I get it. You know, like you said, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. This, you know, would I uh, lose it on every animal control officer that works in Denver? Probably not. But, you know, yeah. it just is a different, when you look at it that way, it's not totally just a cut them up and kill them for no reason movie. Exactly. And there are some of those, but when you look at it like that, this really isn't one of them. That That's why I like this one a little bit more. I like the ones that have more story to them. Yeah. Alice does thwart her and run away and starts seeing all the bodies of her friends as she's running away and screaming. And she runs away as you hear Miss Voorhees say, kill her, mommy, kill her. Don't let her live, mommy. And she says, I won't, Jason, I won't. Alice finds a gun, but Mrs. Voorhees finds her before she can find any sort of ammunition for this gun, which is unfortunate because the ammunition is actually locked up, which makes sense because it's a camp full of kids. Exactly. You probably have a shotgun there because of, I hate to say it, but some sort of wildlife or something. Maybe bears or something. Yeah. And then again, you hear, kill her, mommy, kill her. And Alice just starts throwing shit. And Mrs. Voorhees starts slapping her across the face and throwing her around. And it's kind of like a hand-to-hand combat moment here. And Alice whacks her real good with the butt of the gun and is able to run away. And Mrs. Voorhees goes out to find her. And then again, you hear, get her, mommy, kill her. No place to hide. Kill her, kill her, kill her. Over and over. And Alice goes back to the original cabin and turns the light off and hides in a closet or pantry. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it's butler pantry. Yeah. It looks like it's pretty big. And she seems to relax a little and slide up against the door, which is kind of weird because I think even if I was locked in a, especially knowing horror movies, you're going to get cornered in that fucking closet. That's like, I understand if that's your last resort, but as a killer, you're probably going to look in the fucking closets because that's an easy place to hide. And so, of course, she sees Mrs. Voorhees come in and, well, eventually she kind of relaxes for a minute and just kind of, I get taking a breath, but she relaxes too much in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, Mrs. Voorhees comes in and she turns on the light and she walks past the pantry. As she relaxes again, the door handle starts turning and Mrs. Voorhees starts breaking in the door. And Alice grabs a cast iron pan, which I thought was smart because those motherfuckers are heavy Dude, and those pure right? cats we have one and every time i we cook anything in it, i'm like jesus fucking christ this thing yeah. is heavy and now it's a pan versus machete battle and honestly pan not a bad weapon to use against a machete because if you Dude, get one right? good clock across the head mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna knock somebody on their ass 
and she does get a good pan whack in and she knocks out Mrs. Voorhees and she kind of sneaks by her and you see a pool of blood around Mrs. Voorhees head and she goes to the docks and she sits near a canoe but with her back to nothing horror <laughs> movies have been around for a while now stop leaving your back to nothing people I mean I get maybe you think she's dead but don't ever assume they're dead exactly don't ever assume they're dead exactly. because then when you do you become Jason who gets 37 sequels it's true also, I'm making this number up, so nobody come for me. But, like, a lot. Like, you never fucking die. Same thing yeah. with Michael Myers. How many fucking Halloween movies do we need of him not dying? Obviously, we're getting more of them. <sighs> and I think they're talking about rebooting... Stop. No. Uh, I don't remember if it's Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. Or both. I think we're rebooting everything nowadays, so... Let's do a new Freddy vs. Jason! Exactly. <laughs> come up with your own shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not a place for remakes. Because there is. And there are. However, I get a little tired. Yeah. I don't think there needs to be a new fucking Halloween movie. I just fucking don't think it's necessary. Well, obviously there are other slasher ideas. Otherwise, Scream wouldn't have existed at all. We right. haven't gotten rid of all ideas in the world. So come on. And even if we had, I think if you give something a good story and a spooky enough presence and you do the creep factor well, people will still enjoy it. Like Absolutely. Child's Play had been done, but they completely reimagined it and it was really good. Yes, exactly. Do that. Well, that's what they're trying to do with Halloween, but I don't understand how... Okay, now total tangent. Why are you bringing Jamie Lee Curtis in for the second new one when it's not supposed to be about Jamie Lee Curtis? I love her. Bring her in every movie. That's great. I mean, same, yeah. But if you're trying to change the story from her, why are you doing this? I don't, I don't get it. And we'll have to wait and see what they yeah. do with it. That'll be interesting and annoying. Hopefully not annoying. And, and the remake... Well, you know what? We'll talk about the remake later. True. Let's move on. Because <laughs> we got some things to say about that. So, of course, she's got her back to nothing. So, Mrs. Voorhees sneaks up on her and they fight for a little bit. And Alice gets the machete and fucking decapitates Damn that bitch. Straight. That has got to be a sharp-ass machete, dude, dude. right? Clean through all that, like, yes. bone and muscle. Like, dude. And no offense, but little girl strength. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. And then this soft music starts, and it's almost angelic in a way. It's, like, very yeah. much resolve and peace. Like, this is the end. Yes. We're safe. Mm-hmm. And so Alice gets in a canoe and just floats off into the lake. And then it cuts to daylight, and she's just floating there, kind of asleep, kind of not, her hand dangling in the water. And then the cops show up, and the music is like there's victorious. Right there. Yes. And the cops yell at her to come back and she wakes up and she looks at him and then Jason leaps out of the water and you yes. get this jarring music and he grabs her and tips her canoe over and then she wakes up screaming in a hospital bed. She asks if all her friends are dead and the cop's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and uh, Alice asks if the boy Jason is alive and they say they didn't find a boy and she just says, then he's still out there. And then the end shot zooms in on the water of the lake. Two little trivia things that I couldn't fit into the rest of our information, but Tom Savini would sneak into movie theaters and watch the last part of that just to see people's reactions and watch them jump. I love that. And then there's actually a town named Voorhees, New Jersey, and it's eight miles away from Haddonfield, New Jersey. Really? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. And I know we did a lot of rant talking and tangents and things like that in this movie but i really would like to do a little more of that a little less yeah. walkthrough like honestly it's more fun it is yeah and i i also like doing the walkthrough because i ask a lot of of our listeners most of the ones that i know personally like do the walkthroughs bother you or whatever and a lot of them haven't seen the movies and so it's helpful to keep up but yeah. man i really just enjoy talking about some of these even though they take us to weird 
places because mm-hmm. at least they're a s- sort of relative. <laughs> well, but that's also, like, why we started this is because yeah. those are the weird places that we would go in the office when we're talking about this right, shit. Right, so. right. Yeah, and, you know, Friday the 13th, I actually was one of the ones that I didn't see until a little bit later into my diving into horror because what I started with were not slashers. Okay. What I started with were demons, ghosts, supernatural, more in that realm, and Saw, which you could consider a slasher. Yeah. But really, specifically, the Saw movies and then some paranormal demon type things. And so I didn't actually watch Friday the 13th until, I want to say, I was, like, late teens Mm -hmm. until I saw it the first time. And I actually saw it right around when the 2009 remake came out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see it until a little bit later. But, and I hate saying that because I think people discount you know, oh, it's been out since the 80s and I grew up watching it and yeah. I've been watching it. And I understand that, but there were a lot more than I, that I watched yeah. also. And it's just like, you're kind of, it's not like my family was clamoring to sit around and watch horror movies. So I just did what I could when I could, exactly. you know, until I got out on my own and started to do more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends there, were, I had a few good horror friends, but you know, it's not really one of those things to just pull out at all the slumber parties, <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. So. I did watch it later. Nightmare on Elm Street, I watched early. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I watched early because I feel like if you're in Texas, it's kind of one of those things that's in your curriculum. Got it. But uh, I I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre early and some of the remakes and sequels and things like that. But yeah, I, this one, I know in the beginning I was like, eh, not one of my favorites, but man, when you really get to talking about it, it kind of almost, I don't want to say changes things because it did get a little tired for me just watching it. The cat and mouse thing, like I said, is is just, that's what this movie is. So it can get yeah. a little tiring. But man, it's just such a good, good classic that I, you kind of rope it in with Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, those are your big, yep. your big four. And I love all of them in different ways and mm-hmm. their own unique ways because they are, even though they all are in the same ish genre they're all so different and have such different like motives and storylines and characters exactly and and they even were all from the same time but still so different from each other and really kicked off a lot of what like modern horror today is and does and tries to be and replicate Most definitely i would give friday the 13th a four and a half out of five four four or four and a half yeah, I'd probably do a four out of five. I grew up on this one more than you, so. Yeah. But still, I I don't know. There's some parts of it that I'm still, like, bored with, probably because I've seen it too many times. Right. And I have now at this point, too. Yeah. So you just kind of want to get to the meat of the killings. Exactly. <laughs> we hope whatever you're doing for Friday the 13th, you enjoy it. Yes. We, like, even at work, celebrate it. Like, nobody expects cupcakes for a fucking holiday on a random Friday in September. No. But they're getting blood splattered cupcakes. Exactly. (laughs) And they're going to like it. (laughs) But I hope whatever, I hope you get to watch this movie or watch some scary movie or love on your black cat like you will probably do or something like it. Horror people have Halloween and we have Friday the 13th. Exactly. (laughs) And that's about it as far as being able to celebrate or I guess all the month of October you could just say is a spooky month. Yeah. That's what we do, but. If you want to hang out with us on our social medias and maybe even see a picture of these cupcakes we speak of, uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Extra Sisters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Extra Sisters. And if you have any feedback or movie recommendations or just want to talk about Friday the 13th or any of the movies we have done, feel free to email us at The Extra Sisters at gmail.com. 
And one more thing, you can also find us on our website at extrasisters.com. All right, and we'll be back with you Monday and next time, It Takes Many Forms. Till then, stay creepy.